The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Are you like me and thought one day I want to start a podcast. Well, it's easy. All you do is go to Anchor FM and sign up for free. Then all you do is you can record from your computer or your phone. And next thing you know, all you do is upload your episode. And then like magic, Anchor just goes and releases it everywhere to Apple, to Spotify. You name it, it releases it there. It's easy. It's simple. It's fun to use. And like me, I'm not very technical oriented. Again, easy. Not like the rapper, but it's easy. If you get what I mean. So again, go to Anchor FM, sign up, and uh, start being a content or podcast creator today. such thing as death. Life is only a dream, and we are the imagination of ourselves. Welcome to My Third Eye, prying open your thought, truth, and reality, questioning everything and anything from conspiracies, cryptic, spiritual, natural healing, and everything else there is to encounter. Everything we think is not real, just might be real. Welcome to My Third Eye. He was an asshole. He might have been a little bit of an asshole. <laughs> he was an asshole. Because <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. We, we never got too deep with that. But I, well, he I'm, had a lot of issues. He though. was. He yeah. had drug. You know, he had a lot of drug use. I mean, I his think brother he, killed himself. His I mean, brother, like, yeah. yeah, killed himself. I mean, there was a lot of. I, I feel like some people like that have, you know, some. Well, I'm wondering if it's because I mean, I I never loved that movie, but I was never afraid of it or anything. I'm just wondering if there was something that's like connecting a. a group of people like did you guys experience some type of trauma did you are you an alien abductee like is there something that are you guys not from this planet maybe are you guys you want to say star seeds or whatever like is there something that's connecting you guys that that movie triggers you on a different level because of what it, you know what i mean Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the spooktacular October of My Third Eye podcast. Uh, this episode, I have Nico and Rosie on to discuss a lot of their uh, paranormal. Um, things just don't add up with a lot of the things that they go through, whether it's missing keys, whether it's peeping toms or 
Watchers of the Woods. I mean, we jump all over the place in this episode, and I love it. Um, my guest tonight, or today, whenever you're listening to this, obviously, is Nico um, and his co-host, Rosie, from Upstate Unconventional. And I reached out to Nico because him and I, we actually talk. We're friends. And we have always been in communication about different weird things that go on in each other's lives. Obviously, I have weird shit that goes on in my life. I don't know why. I can't explain it. Uh, it, Is it always necessarily bad? No, it's just weird. Uh, Paranormal. You can't explain it. It's not normal. Um, Are there ghosts? Yeah, I believe there's ghosts. Are there cryptids? Yeah, I think there are. Um, Are there aliens? Sure. I believe that too. We kind of touch on all of that in this episode. So if you like this episode and you want the full almost two and a half hours of this episode, go over to patreon.com forward slash my third eye podcast and sign up for the $3 tier. If you want to bump it up to $5, you get this full episode and the full episode of Talk at the Tavern every single week. And I do have a small announcement to make with Conspiracy in the News. It is still free. However, we're rebranding the name. We are going to be the Conspiracy Underground News Team. Ryan and I are the Conspiracy Underground News Team. If you've been listening, you will get where we're coming from. So... Conspiracy in the News is going to go to Conspiracy Underground News Team with me, Ghost, and El Jefe, Ryan Dean. Because, you know, I always got to throw Spanish in there and he makes fun of me. But I I love his Spanish roots and his heritage. So they make the greatest food out there. I mean, come on. Who, Who doesn't love a good Mexican dish? Now, also, go over and give five-star rating and review on iTunes for my show or go to Spotify, hit the five-star, walk away. Also, go to Upstate Unconventional, do the same thing. Like, share, subscribe, write a great review for them. And, you know, it, it benefits both podcasts all the way around. And I, I, I can't thank you guys enough. I can't thank... Um, all the Patreons that su- subscribe, uh, got a new one today. Uh, Scott, thank you, uh, for the, for, for the pledge. And wow, you know, I never thought coming up on a year that I'd be sitting here saying I have Patreons and I have a following and people love the content that I put out or, or maybe even hate it. Who knows? I, I I do my best over here and I, you know, Hey, if I'm doing something wrong, hit me up. My third iPod at gmail.com. Let me know. I can take uh, constructive criticism very well, but you know, if you, if you want to be a douche and leave a, a five star and a funny shitty comment, please do that too. I like those. Having said that, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to let you guys enjoy this lengthy episode for the Patreons. If not, it's going to be the first free hour on the regular feed. And I highly suggest you go over to Patreon, sign up. It's only $5 a month. I know times are tough, but my God, I, I spend $5 a month on some streaming services that I only watch maybe a, an hour or two on a weekend. You know what I mean? You know, my wife might watch them a little bit more, but I don't, you know, but, you know, hey, putting out three, three episodes a week for you guys over here, um, at least you could do, hey, throw me a bone. I want to, I want to, I want to do this more. And having said that, enjoy this spectacular Halloween themed episode of My Third Eye with Nico and Rosie.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Spooky, Spooky, Spooktober, my favorite time of month. I have returning guest Nico and his lovely wife, Rosie, and uh, we're going to get into a little bit of their paranormal experiences that they've had going on through their life. Nico has been on the show before, and we've kind of touched bases on that, and I was on his, you know, touching bases on, on some of my shit that I've, I've gone through, and I don't know, it's really interesting, and I couldn't think of two better people to have on, especially hearing all the stories that Nico's shared from time to time either on the tavern or you know just through through messages and what have you so how are you guys doing tonight We're doing good very good thank you for having us yeah man Welcome. thank you for coming been way too long yeah totally man remember when the tavern was like just a free-for-all open invitation and it was just pure mayhem <laughs> it was like 30 people on at a time we were just actually talking about that the other night on and i forget who it was they're like yeah Everybody used to just show up and, you know, there'd be like 15, 16 people in there. You're fighting for, for a word to get in. And, you know, next thing you know, it slowly starts dwindling down. And, and Nico would always be like the wise man sitting in the back with like a pipe. <laughs> and, just, <laughs> and then he'd speak and everybody would be like, oh, whoa, shit. <laughs> he can talk. <laughs> he'd drop a little hammer and then he'd just go back to observing again. But yeah, it was, it was fun back then. Um, it definitely got revamped a little bit, but a little more structure. Yeah, those are fun. But like you said, it was just like too hard to get a word in edgewise. And if one person had too much to drink at the tavern, they would just. Oh, boy. <laughs> going and going and going and going. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, we've had so many weird paranormal things happen. I mean, and it's like it's hard to explain because it's like not so much. Not like traditional paranormal. It's just weird shit that goes on. Like, do you want to tell the latest one? We'll start with that, and then we'll jump back to the beginning, like with the earrings. Like I, yeah, I think it's more. I think it's more Nico. Honestly, I had some. I would say more angelic experiences my whole life. Like, I feel that weren't spooky. It was more like, um, wow, experiences. Like more magical. Mm-hmm. Um. And I still have these experiences, but like after I met Nico, it's like, wait a minute, what's attached to this guy? Because like more, more stuff. I don't know if you can, I swear. Yeah, you can swear. More more stuff has been happening. And uh, yeah, I was, I started experiencing a lot after meeting him. So it's, it's interesting. And I think you should just begin. All right. All right. I'll, (laughs) I'll begin with before before you begin quick, because I know. Nico and I talk a lot and we're empaths. Are you an empath as well? Yes. Okay. Yes. Very much so. Having discovered all that and every, anybody can tap into it. I just, all of a sudden it's once you start realizing it and you start looking back and you're like, cause you had mentioned angelic kind of neat things yeah. happening and others tend to maybe attract the bizarre and kind of more dark. And you look back and it's like, once you find out you're like, Oh, well shit. Now this makes sense. Why? I'm experiencing all this and nobody else was, you know, and it's yeah. we have these gifts that we tapped into that we may not have known at the time, but figured out later. Well, it's funny because I feel like I used to um, attract both dark and light and I learned how to shield myself from the dark mm-hmm. after I realized what was going on. And after mm-hmm. talking to somebody that helps me, Um, like she's like a spiritual guide I've known her for a very long time and she taught me how to like guard myself from that so I only let the light in as much as I can but yeah no there were times when I didn't know what was going on like I'm so sensitive to other people and their energies and just their feelings and you know I still am like I just but it's hard to go out. It's like, hard to go out. So I remember this one time being at brunch with my mom and a friend of mine. And we were, I couldn't, I, I was li- literally like just so um, overwhelmed with everyone else around me. Not not my own company. Mm-hmm. It was just everybody else. I, I literally had to run out of the restaurant. It used to be like that for me. Yep. And I used to think I'm crazy. Like my anxiety's through the roof. Like what's wrong with me? And you know, do I have like terrible social anxiety? And then come to find out, no, I'm just, I just take it on. I can like really feel people, you know? So I had to really learn how to block that. And it really has helped me. Yes. Um, but now I just kind of try to experience the the good stuff 
the light stuff as much as I can, you know, and put the other stuff aside. Nico knows I was, cause I told him I was right there with you with that. I'd go in stores, really? hear every conversation spinning around, spinning around. Yes. You think you're freaking going nuts. And then you get out to the car and you're just like, okay, I don't feel that anymore. That was weird. And yes. you think, okay, yeah, I have social anxiety. And then, then it takes, like you said, a, a spiritual coach and mine has just been talking to either different people on podcasts or friends that I've met through telegram and putting pieces together. And then what really helped was talking with Whitney and she kind of helped a, a lot, like me, like jump ahead. And it, it mm. was, wow. Okay. Now I see, now I see what all this means now. This, this is a cool thing. So I'm not crazy and I'm probably don't have social anxiety. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's so validating when you mm-hmm. talk to other people and I love Whitney too. And she's helped me with some things and um, she's, she's a great person to have and, you know, a resource with that. But yeah, I know it's so validating. Well, <laughs> she had some wild pulls with your, she did a reading for you and yeah, and she did one for you like mm-hmm. on the show. Right. Yep. Was, yeah. Which was, was great amazing because i was never super close with my grandfathers like i i knew them i had interacted with them a few times when i was young and those are the two that came through it was my grandfather on my mom's side and my grandfather on my dad's side and it was like they were watching over me and and like in a good way like hey we're tipping tipping our hat to you like you're carrying on the torch and you broke a lot of the cycles that you know the family has went through on both sides and i was just like holy shit like you know, I, I, that was, yeah. that was the first reading I ever had. So I was blown away. Oh, wow. That's, that's great. I know. I love hearing like who's watching over you. I love the spirit guide stuff. I love, mm-hmm. I like hearing all that. Yeah. I'm very, um, in tuned with, like I said, the angelic realm and things, um, that sort of guide you. And so, yeah, it was fun. And I like that Whitney is very in tuned with that. Yes. Very much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Speaking of grandfathers, I guess I'll say my first, my very first paranormal experience. Like, so I remember this so vividly. I was probably about five years old and um, like my whole life, I just, I would like ask my mom about it. And she's like, I don't ever remember that. And it like haunted me like my whole life. Cause I'm like, I know this happened, but I can't like, no one else remembers it. So me and my brother, he was probably like two and a half or three. We're like just about three years apart. And uh, I had to be about five and we were playing in our backyard and it was snowing out. And uh, we were just out on like the swing set, jumping into the snow, just a small backyard at our first house and just enjoying it. And all of a sudden I looked over and it was like, you know, the back of the house, there was a little porch, then our swing set. And then there was like a walkway that went down and there was a gate and everything and went out to the driveway and I saw the gate open and I saw this old man walk in and start heading towards us. And I freaked out as like a little kid. And I'm like yelling at my brother to run inside and he's not hearing me or paying attention. So I ran inside. I got my mom. I, I mean, I remember this so vividly. I remember the snow dripping off my boots and like, mom, there's someone in the backyard. And she was like, what? And like, and she came running over and there was just no one out there. Hmm. And I was like, and that's it but that memory has just like haunted me my whole life like i would see it but i never could like see the guy's face you know what i mean it just never it was never clear and then one time i got it had to be right before our son was born right like when we were looking through the photo albums and everything oh yeah and uh we were just looking through and it just like clicked in my head that i i was like i i saw a picture of my great-grandfather in his hunting gear and the thing I, the person I saw walk into the backyard was wearing jeans, like a red plaid jacket, like a hunting hat, but I, I could just never see the face. And he just like walked through the backyard. And then I saw this picture and I was like, holy shit, it had to have been my great grandfather walking back there at one point. That's awesome. And no one remember. I mean, my mom doesn't even remember like this situation. My brother is too young. He doesn't remember anything, but it, it just all like clicked in my head. I was like, it had to have been him. Because if it was like snowing, who knows? It could have been like a memory of him. My dad's a big hunter. He could have been walking back. I don't know. But it just, I know it was him right. after seeing that. But it was just, I would say that was probably my very first paranormal experience. Uh, 
because just it was unexplainable. I just remembered it so mm. often, like just every so often it'd pop in and you'd be like, I know that happened. And I'd like ask my mom, who was that guy? Like whatever happened? She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like you're just. <laughs> were you scared? Like were you fearful or were you? I was not like. I was more shocked, like just shocked, like someone's in the backyard, like at five years old. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what to do in this situation. I'm going to go run and grab my mom. And then there was no one back there. But like, I, I vividly remember seeing the gate open and this person walk in. I never thought like a ghost or something like that. Mm. It was now, just. Was this a house that he might have lived in before? No, no, no. This was our very first house in Kingston, New York. Okay. And uh my great grandfather died before I was born, a couple months before I was born. All right. And uh, so I never met him, but uh, our son's named after him now. But uh, so, yeah, that was my first one. And then I had just like, I never had uh, any luck sleeping as a little kid. I was always terrified, mm -hmm. but I, I don't remember explicitly having any sleep paralysis when I was like real young. Um. I had a few weird nightmares and things like that, but I was just very shy, very quiet. Like we talked about, I was an empath, just quiet and just would sit there and just observe people and just feel out the room and everything like that. But when we moved to my, our second house in Saugerties, New York, when I was 11, like within a month, it shit just started getting weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I started having sleep paralysis, probably at least once a week oh, wow. and uh it started it started in like i want to say the summer of 2003 we moved there in april of 2003 and by summertime it was just it was just crazy the like very first sleep paralysis experience i had like looking back on it i think it was some type of like succubus thing uh, and uh I'm 31. No, no. When this happened, I was 11. 11. Wow. You experienced yeah. the sucker. Or no, I was 12. I was oh. 12. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. Oh, and it. Uh, this is a weird one. And uh, have you heard this one before, Ghost? Like, uh, not the succubus thing. No. Okay. So this was the very first one I ever had, and it was just bizarre. I was laying in my bed, and like. I couldn't tell if I was like half asleep or not asleep. And uh, I, I didn't know, but I like woke up and there was something sitting on my chest and I couldn't breathe, but I couldn't see anything either. Like my eyes were open, but I just felt something sitting on me. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> I mean, this is a little like graphic or whatnot, but like out of nowhere, something just started twisting my balls and I like Ooh. couldn't breathe. And it was just so painful. <laughs> Yeah, I've told you this before. I don't remember the story. It was like, it was just like the worst pain ever. And I'm like, I, I couldn't scream. I couldn't do, but I felt something sitting on my chest and I like couldn't move. And this just, I mean, you know what it's like to get hit in the nuts. It's mm. terrible. But it's this was fun. just like, it was like twisting them and I like couldn't breathe. And I'm like calling out. I finally like called out to my dad and then like I snapped out of it and everything just went away. But I still had pain down there. Right. Like my dad came in and he was like, oh, you know, you're riding your dirt bike. You probably just went over a bump or something. And I was like, uh, no, no. <laughs> no. Someone was sitting on my chest, twisting my balls. <laughs> and, and, you know, they just chalked it up to like, oh, that was just a weird dream or what. And it was like, wow, I've definitely told you I, that. But I have never heard the ball twist. I've definitely told no, you that. No, I... <laughs> maybe i just blocked it out because it was it was such a that's like terrible and that's the only time i've ever had something like hurt like really touch me or anything yeah. like that it wasn't like a sexual thing but it was just like this twisted that's sick thing and then like after that they were much more mild it was mostly just like a big black like mass standing in the corner of the room i had the stuff sit on my feel like it was sitting on my chest before but it just it never like touched me after that you know what i mean mm -hmm. and i again at the time like i didn't know what to think of it because you're just like all right my dad said maybe and then he gave me the talk the puberty talk right and i'm like all right it's not it wasn't oh my gosh. <laughs> 
I wasn't sitting there trying to pleasure myself, Dad. Trust me, I'm <laughs> right. Like, this wasn't blue balls, Dad. Like, come on. <laughs> and it was like, so yeah, that was the very first experience with that. And then it just, it was constant. It was like, like I said, almost once a week, a few times a month, I would wake up and there'd be something on my chest. I couldn't breathe and something standing in the corner of the room. And it was just this big black mass, you know, it never, it, but like, I knew it was there because I always had like some kind of light, whether a computer light or something. And I would, I could see there was like a mirror on that corner of the room. There was my closet door and, uh, it was just like a black hole in front of the other thing. So I could see the black hole and then you could see stuff kind of behind it, not through it, but you know what I mean? You could tell something was there. It wasn't just like a shadow in the room. And uh, yeah, I was just terrified to sleep all the time. I hated going to bed. I would stay up all night. I uh, took my closet doors off. I didn't like having any, it was just a weird thing. And my brother had a lot of weird experiences in that house. His uh, bedroom was down the hallway. And like, you actually got to go there. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> she went down and she was like, I'm not going near your brother's room. Like that room is. It was really something else going just... down that hallway. And I was like, no, I feel something definitely not, not good down here. But he had really weird. Like he saw an old woman in his room, his brother. Like mm-hmm. he actually saw. Like the ghost. old hag. It, or just this an is old woman. I it was think a, it was an old woman that used to live there, right? Yeah. So the house we lived in, we actually went to school with the grandkids of the people that sold us the house. So mm-hmm. like I played lacrosse with the older one. My brother was uh, in the same grade as the younger brother there. And uh, so I, I don't know how he somehow confirmed this, but he asked the kid if he had a picture of like his great grandmother or his grandmother. Or something, and he was like, he was able to identify this old woman in his room. And the kid was like, oh, yeah, she died in there. <laughs> like, oh, hell no. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but he, he, he said as terrifying as it is, and like, I don't want to put words in it, but he was like, it never like felt really threatening. It was just more sad. Like, it was a really sad, like, dark experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But yeah, that house was just fucked it up. It was man. heavy in that house. I remember sitting over there when I was, oh yeah, I was pregnant, right? Yeah, you were yeah pregnant I was pregnant. And I never felt like terrified, but I definitely, like I said, it was heavy. And he had to work an overnight shift. And it was his, I saw his mom and dad were there, your brother, right? Mm-hmm. And he had two dogs at the time. And the female dog didn't like other females except his mom. But she also loved me like he was like so scared when I first came to the house because he was like, Coco does not like other women. OK, like just don't take it personal. Like <laughs> any woman that comes in this house, except my mom, she hates her, you know, just and I was like, OK, no, we were like best friends. Mm-hmm. She I I fell asleep in his bed like he was doing an overnight shift. So he wasn't around and she came in and just guarded me all night long, but not like just laid down by like the bed, literally sat up looking toward the bed, like watching me. And I was like, this dog knows I have a, like I'm pregnant. And I just felt like she was protecting me from something in that room. I just knew it. Cause your parents didn't know yet. His parents didn't know I was pregnant yet. And I was like, Coco's on to us. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, animals, animals know, man, they, 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 it's crazy what they pick up on. And yeah, it was really cool. I felt really like bonded with her, Mm -hmm. but yeah, she was just staring and just watching all night. Like, I'm going to keep my eye on you, make sure everything is okay. You know? So, but yeah, there was definitely something really freaky in that house. So like we would just, this would happen a lot and I would be like upstairs so it was a raised ranch. So like half of the basement was like, everyone knows what a raised ranch is, but it was, my dad had his like bar downstairs, the fireplace and everything. It was his man cave. And then he had a game room on the other side. And then there was what he called the wood shop, which was just like storage. And he had a workbench and stuff down there. But uh, we would just be like upstairs. So my room and my brother's room were right above this. His, his room was above the wood shop. And my room was right above the bar area. 
and we would just be sitting in our room and we'd hear my dad call us downstairs and he'd be like, I'd hear Nico come down here. I got to show you. And you'd walk downstairs and he wouldn't be down there. Oh, dude, this happened. It would happen all the time. And I mean, it just got to the point where it was like, okay, I guess he's not. And then, you know, he'd either be in his room or he wouldn't even be home at times. And it was just, you just got used to it or vice versa. You'd be downstairs. Like I'd be digging through like shit in the wood shop and uh, you'd hear someone call you upstairs. It was always my dad's voice too. I never heard my mom's voice get called, but my, I would hear my dad either calling from outside or upstairs. You go upstairs and he's just not in there. And it's, Mm. so that would happen a lot. Um, Another thing that was interesting about this house was we would just get dead possums everywhere. Like they would just crawl under our deck and die. Like under the, so the back deck of this house was at one point just a screened in like porch. Mm-hmm. And so my parents turned it into an actual room, like a all four seasons room or whatever, but it was on stilts. So like the bottom of it was just all open. And these, we would just get like probably 10 to 15 possums just dying around this area. That's weird. All the time. Weird. I mean, we had a, a rabid raccoon show up one day. That was freaky as hell. That one I don't think was too paranormal. You have to tell the the vest one though. Oh yeah, the yeah that's that's a weird one too. So there was just a lot of weird stuff. Like from the time we my parents lived there for fifteen years, and the house sunk down about six inches into the ground. Uh, from the time they bought it, uh, there's just a lot of weird electrical problems. Like stuff wasn't built. It wasn't even that old of a house. It was built mm-hmm. in the seventies, but yeah, the dead animals was just weird. I had a crow. Me and my dad were shooting our bow and arrows one time and out of nowhere, a crow just dropped dead out of a tree, just like let out this crazy caw and just fell down. And I was like, that's like a bad omen. I know. We were like, what kind of bad omen is this? It can't be good. And it was right outside of like where that wood shop was. So like we'd go out the back of that and he had targets set up and everything. And I don't know, man, there was just so many weird dead animal things that would happen. Um, yeah, possible. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Who's coming to, to under your deck to die or dying? on? That's not normal. No. no. And like, again, at the time, you didn't think anything of it. This is all like in retrospect. You didn't? No, I mean. <laughs> oh, no, I know. But I'd be like, what the hell? Right. But it would just be like me and my brother would be outside or my dad would be moving. Yeah. And it'd be like, oh, another dead possum under here. But right. they were just dead. It wasn't like they were killed by coyotes or anything weird. They would just. Yeah. They would go there to die. And they would just die under this back That's area of the house. No, awesome you. cemetery. Yeah, wow. it was. It was weird, man. Um. But yeah, so there was this. See, I didn't experience this one. My brother experienced this. This is a weird ass story. (laughs) So, my I was at wrestling practice, and my brother came home around like three o'clock. Whenever he got out of school, and uh, he heard someone downstairs in the uh, in the wood in the basement bar area. The back of that was the boiler room where the hot water heater furnace all that stuff was in this little back closet and my brother got home you know let the dogs out whatever and then he heard something downstairs and this had to be around like november december ish because it got dark pretty early but he he heard someone downstairs called my parents and was like something something's making noise downstairs and my dad was like i'm sure it's just something in the boiler room whatever 
but uh my dog wouldn't go down there we had two german short hair pointers and uh i mean they're hunting dogs my dad would hunt with them they weren't really afraid of anything right. but he's like our the bigger one hunter would not go down the stairs and was just growling constantly so my brother just like locked himself in the room my dad my parents came home uh they went down there and looked in this room and there was uh this weird old dirty orange vest just sitting on the floor in this room and it didn't belong to anyone we knew and (laughs) this is the most fucked up part of this whole story i didn't experience this my brother's just telling me this and my dad came home walked in there found this vest went in picked it up walked through the wood shop put it outside in a burn barrel and just lit it on fire like almost like he was in a trance like just burn this thing and they like he like never talked about it again which knowing his father mm-hmm. no way in hell would this man do something like that there's posted signs all over this house the man is like paranoid, so paranoid. <laughs> like to for him not to even investigate was right. there someone in the house like what does this belong to? Like, uh, that's obviously, what I'm Anthony saying. heard something down something. there. And, and there was a vest that didn't belong to anybody. And then, like, you know, years later, he's like, oh, I think it was someone that was over fixing the thing. It's like, no, no. this thing just showed up. That's weird. And he lit it on fire, like in a trance, went outside, burned it, and then just like didn't talk about it. Yeah, like, <laughs> like if it, if it wasn't something that was odd, he would have just picked it up, maybe put it to be washed hung it up thrown it away like yeah yeah. not walk it out and immediately set fire to it that mean that's something (laughs) due to like a a ouija board or or is that (laughs) object you know what i mean it's like i gotta get rid of it it was bizarre as hell it was so fucking i can't get over that story and like my brother still talks about it all the time he's like what the hell was it like yeah who did it belong to and then like god only knows man so like just a lot of weird shit would happen there so like another this is on it's just another weird story we my dad had this office in town that he bought it was like a big building and he redid the driveway in this office and he he would say he's resourceful i'd say he's cheap but like he (laughs) took all the dirt that they dug out of this uh old parking lot Mm-hmm. And he had it delivered to our house. So we had like six big mounds of dirt just sitting in our driveway for about three years. And then finally, one day he like took the tractor out and was like, I'm going to start putting this dirt in places and using it for what I want. Yeah. So he starts digging through these piles of dirt. And dude, there was a fucking tombstone in one of these piles of dirt, like a, bro- a broken in half. I don't remember the name on it. I, I want to say it was like Caroline or something. It was from the 1800s, but it was like a tombstone that was broken in half, just sitting in one of these dirt piles. And my dad put it, loaded it up in the tractor and like just dropped it off in the woods somewhere. Cause we had, <laughs> it's like, like, uh, all right. So these dirt piles sat there. You said for a good three years, like when they, at least three years. Yeah. When they, kind of started showing up did did paranormal stuff start ramping up a little bit then or i didn't notice i mean it was always weird yeah so it it was always going on so you wouldn't know if it ramped up or died because it was always constant okay that's yeah creepy as hell just another weird creepy thing it was just these weird things would happen like we had just i had a box of toys melt up in the attic one time it's just like weird shit would go on and it's like Not you can't always say it's paranormal, but it's like it's oddly coincidental that all this weird shit happens. Yeah, uh, we had a bunch of guinea pigs, we had two guinea pigs that just died randomly. Like, um, all three of our dogs ended up getting cancer. I don't know if that's were they the same breed? So, we had we had this one dog, it was a West Highland Terrier, his name was Hooter. And he was my parent. My mom got him before I was born. So this dog was like 17 years old. So he was going to die eventually anyway. But the other two, he ended up having some type of cancer. And then the two German short hair pointers both had like 
stomach cancer and the one had like a big welt on her side. And I can't say that that's because of the house, but mm-hmm. it's just odd because yeah. they came from two different breeders and they both got the same type of cancer. It's just, it's just weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what else? There was a lot of mostly You're just writing a book. <laughs> I have, I just don't know when I'm going to find the time. It's a lot. But yeah, just that. And then the sleep paralysis happened all the time. Um, Yeah, I think it's funny when people really think it's just a physical symptom or a neurological symptom. I really do believe it's a spiritual attack. Oh, yeah. You know, what do you think? You think so, too? Yeah, because when you guys lived in your old house, um, Nico and I would talk now and again and, and things would move or get hidden and what have you. And I came across something when I was, I I forget what I was looking into and I messaged Nico and I said, I think you have a troll or or, it was either a troll or a gnome. I I can't remember which I text you because it was mischievous in the research I came across. And because I was looking, that's right. I was looking into the Bridgewater Triangle and the Hockamock Swamp and everything. Cause I was like, how close are you to this? Because these trolls and, and, um, little gnomes and like puck wedgies would, would really fuck with people up in that area. And, and Nico's like, well, I'm pretty far away from the Bridgewater, but it, what you're describing kind of does make a little sense. And I was like, I, I don't know. That's just what I kind of came across. And then what I felt, I, yeah, I just passed it on. So I, I you know, I don't know. It was, it was, it was weird. Yeah. So that house, it's funny you say that. Cause like, I kind of forgot you said it was trolls, but like, <laughs> few months later we started buying a bunch of gnomes like i found a bunch of them at the dollar store <laughs> i started repainting them mm-hmm. and then come to find out we started looking into like fairies because uh rosie's had a few like fairy experiences that oh, we yes. can get into but uh so we started buying these gnomes and like we started looking into the, like some of the spiritual properties of gnomes and they're you put them up to get rid of trolls mm-hmm. like that's <laughs> the enemy of trolls so yeah. it's just kind of funny like we have them all over the house now, all these yeah. little gnomes all over the place. Just there's definitely some trickster spirits following yeah. us around. And um, I mean, we'll just things just disappear before our eyes. I know. Just... You, and, and it's starting to happen here now. Yeah. I think things take like a little while to kind of when, when you move to a new place to sort of acclimate and get used to it and kind of navigate the situation. These little spirits. And they're starting to, I, I feel it uh, happening here. It's nothing dark, but it's definitely something that's. Well, like the other day, your keys, like, so there's like two spots we would put her keys. They'd either be hanging on the back of the garage door mm-hmm. or they'd be like on the counter. Yeah. Like by the coffee maker. Was this at this house or the other house? Now I can't remember. That was at the other house, but it happens all the time here. Yeah. And I'm I'm convinced because I talk about them all the time now. And I'm researching them more. And I feel a a kindred spirit to the fairy realm. And I feel like because I'm doing that more, they're fucking with me a little bit. You know? Well, you're giving giving them power. Yeah, uh, I am. Kind of experienced that with um, Ellie from Speed Bumps. I went Mm -hmm. on her show. And next thing you know, we started having paranormal issues. And like this foggy mist type thing would appear on her camera and it never happened before you know she was a guest on my show didn't happen and her husband had come home he started like kind of smudging things and it just kind of and here i pulled out like my evp on my end and then her husband downloaded the same one and at one point i'm like i'm feeling something red something something red associated with your husband and all of a sudden the it, it just said rust on his phone and I was like, oh, shit. And then we got, she called Whitney. Whitney was on the phone. And then two days later, Whitney went in the hospital and Whoa. wasn't known. Like she, it was COVID, but I guess from what Elle was saying, she kind of might've felt like it was a spiritual attack too, because I had mentioned like in one part of what Whitney was explaining about the, it being a trickster spirit that we were experiencing. Um, and we stopped giving it you know, you know, energy and what have you, it kind of died down a little bit, but she was telling a story. I said, wow, 
that reminds me of when I talked to Zachary King and he was an ex satanic high wizard. And then she also was giving a reading to someone else in this podcast game's girlfriend. And he walked in and started yelling at her and then didn't realize who she was on the zoom call with. And he completely changed his tune. So she wasn't sure if it might be an attack from this dude. Pretty heavy shit. Oh, Interesting. Wow. We'll have to talk about that off off the yeah. record a little yeah. more, but uh, <clears throat> that's uh, that's wild, man. And I've I've experienced that too with a couple podcasts. I won't say their names, but it, I believe they're energy vampires, man. They just you get done recording and you're like, you just want to quit everything. <laughs> you just feel depressed. Yep. And it, it's not even like the content that they're talking about. It's just like this. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Like you would, especially at the old house, because you haven't, he hasn't done that many. I haven't done a, interviews. we haven't done a lot with uh, other people just because. Yeah. I mean, one scheduling stuff, yeah. but two, it's like, I'm being very guarded now with who we bring on the show mm-hmm. just because I, it, there was one that was just like, it was bad. Like I was really depressed. I was thinking, why are you doing this? You're so miserable sometimes. Like, you know, he'd come up from the basement, like, I'd be like, I'm horrible. Quit I was the like, fucking show. This is stupid. It's supposed What's to be fun. What's wrong? Yeah. You know, <laughs> like these I, people. I think I, I, I might have an inkling on who you might be talking about because that was something I picked up on a certain individual that we can talk about off off the air that mm-hmm. I have since had no conversation, cut all conversation mm-hmm. yeah. with this person. Um, wouldn't be surprised if they were the same. But uh, let's get off of that topic now and talk more about <laughs> some other crazy shit. Uh. Well, I had a similar I had a similar experience when I was little. Yeah. Well, around five years old too. Okay. Um in the in the in outside in my grandparents' garden. Um, and it was an old man, mm-hmm. very similar. And um I remember him being the gardener, and um he would appear a couple times. And one time in particular, I was swinging on my swing. And he was pushing me Hmm. and he, I got stung by a bee and he took out a penny and he rubbed it on my bee sting. And he was like, you know, you're going to be fine and all this stuff. And then like, I never talked to my grandmother about the gardener. And then one day I I asked her like, what's his name anyway? And she was like, there is, there's nobody like what gardener, you know? And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> no, really. Somebody rubbed a penny on my bee sting. I what know. do you mean? <laughs> Wait, there's no gardener out here? <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was really, but he was a very gentle, sweet, older man. I remember he wore like, it was almost like a denim jumpsuit kind of thing. You know what I'm talking Like a one, he almost looked like a train conductor. Okay. Yeah. Like a, like, he like actually, a pair of overalls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like overalls and like a hat and everything seemed kind of denim. And he had a big white mustache, gray hair, not a beard, but just like almost like a handlebar mustache. Mm-hmm. Um, and very pale. And I just, was yeah, he, he like hung out with me. <laughs> he was like my buddy. So, but I had imaginary friends and all this stuff. So as I, you know. Now that I'm older, I look back and I'm like, yeah, they were real spirits that I was talking to. When I was like a teenager in my 20s, I'd be like, no, I just had an overactive imagination. I didn't want to like deal with it, you know? Yeah, because, um, yeah. You know, you you're fucking nuts. Yeah, people are going to be like, oh, you're crazy. You need to be right. on medications or put in a hospital. Exactly. And so, but now I'm like, no, that, you know. Yep, that was real. Yeah. And that's the same thing with like sleep paralysis. Like I told my parents the f- like first couple times and they were like, you're just having nightmares. Like it's just, they were in such denial that this house was haunted. But now like my mom will admit now. Yeah. She'll talk about it now. She's like, yeah, that house was weird. Like I didn't like. And then she'll start sharing stories like, oh, there was one time when there was a rocking horse and it was moving on its own. And we're like, the heck? Yeah. It's you're, you're... like. <laughs> But it wasn't wasn't haunted. Well, it wasn't. No, it wasn't haunted at all. <laughs> no. But, and this is the thing, man. Like you don't realize at the time, because like I, I mean, I was always into like ghost hunters and Bigfoot stuff. But mm-hmm. like 
you don't think it's really happening to you until you kind of step away from it. And you're like, holy shit. Like when I moved, I moved out of my parents' house in 2016 when I met her and like going back to it, like after I had moved out, that's when it hit me. I was like, holy shit, this place is dark. Like there is some bad energy in this house. And I didn't know if it was from like, because I would collect all these weird little knickknacks. I don't know if it was some energy attached to that. But You weren't bringing mirrors in, were you? I had a lot of weird mirrors. <laughs> we had a really weird mirror incident, actually. Now that you mention it, I forgot about it. Yeah, that Do you remember was, that? that was, I will not. I, I, I will buy a brand new mirror, but I will never yeah. get one at a yard sale or an estate sale or like a Goodwill. Nope. Not no. This one was a new mirror that we got from good, uh, Home Goods. Yes, but that's what was so weird about it. It might have been passed around a lot, you know, maybe returned. I don't oh. know. But this mirror, as soon as we brought this mirror in, is when the paranormal activity began. I'm convinced. At the last house. So yes, we've, at the last we've been house. in a few different houses over the years. but The one where you were talking to ghosts a lot. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that one. The one where we had a lot of amped up activity. Um when we brought, we put it in our bedroom and <clears throat> you're never supposed to sleep like with a mirror facing you. This mirror was like facing me and it was the only spot for it. And I used to be so uncomfortable with that in general, but I'd be like, oh, it's okay. Like whatever. But then things started happening like, and all this dark stuff in the basement, Nico would start hearing voices in the vents. Mm -hmm. He would think it was and our little like guy and. Yeah. So damn, dude, it, you didn't tell me all that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this I had, you had a visual of something. This one was, weird. I did have a visual. I don't remember which one happened first, but so I was at our old apartment. It was a duplex and we had a crazy ass neighbor next door and she was definitely bringing some bad energy into the orc field. She was just miserable. She, she was just, just wasn't a miserable, like a good person. No, you know? she was just she a nasty a lot of cat. She did. Yes. She had two cats. <laughs> and she worked she, for the state. Yeah, she hated our dogs, you know. She's... If our dogs farted too loud, she would call the landlord. Yeah. Like, it was just one of those situations. Like, Ugh. it was a nightmare. But one night, this happened in, like, I want to say January of 2020. Or was it 2021? Um, I don't remember the date. I can't remember if it was 2020 or 2021. But I think it was 2021. Okay. Like, it had just turned... 2021 but uh i was in our bathroom so the way it was set up it was a little staircase you walk upstairs and the bathroom is right there to the uh right next to the bathroom is a tiny little closet then my son's room the, the boy's room and then our room all in a very small like you know ten, upstairs yeah area. just a yeah. tiny little hallway and then uh so i'm in i, I got my son to bed he's sleeping I go into the bathroom, I start brushing my teeth and the way there's a big mirror in the bathroom and the way it's set up, like I can see his door from the bathroom mirror and I'm brushing my teeth and all of a sudden I see his door opening up and I'm like, God damn it. He, I just got him to sleep. Right? right. And so, but mind you, the boys hated sleeping in this room. Yeah. They hated going upstairs. Another red ding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I I saw what I thought was him coming out of the bathroom. It was it was dark. The hallway was dark. I saw a little black figure coming out of this bathroom out of the corner of my eye. And when I turned to look there, there was nothing there. But the door was shut. Like, so something had to open it. It wasn't like right. it was just. And I thought it was him because I had just got him to sleep. He's notorious for waking up right away and getting back out of bed or pretending to fall asleep. He does that a lot. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so that freaked me out. And I was like, it was one of, and then you had an experience. Yeah. And so <clears throat> I had an experience. I went up to the bedroom and I was lowering the blinds in our room. There were three windows and I lowered one and I felt just off in the room to begin with when I walked up there and I lowered the blind and I felt like there was something behind me and I looked and I was like, Okay, whatever, like stop, you know, you're you're just being paranoid. I lowered the next blind, same thing. I had this feeling like there was something behind me. I went over to the third window. I lower as I was lowering it, I saw 
a little boy behind me Mm. reflecting, you know, in the window. And I turned around and nothing was there. And then I was like, no, I will never go upstairs alone by myself again, lower these blinds. And did I? No. And I would have to go up as soon as it got dark, I'd have to go upstairs and lower all the blinds because I'm still, we're in a new house now and I'm still paranoid about lowering the blinds. There's just something that just makes me, I'm so scared about it. I I make me go do it in the house. That's weird. I was like, I'm not going near the windows at night. I don't want to see something. It freaked me out so much, you know, but it was, it was a short little black figure like a silhouette of a little boy. Yeah. I just knew it. It was a little boy. And that's the same house that I had that wild sleep paralysis uh, experience that I've talked about a lot. Have you, have you heard that one? I think, I think so. I mean, you can get back into it because it's been a while since. Yeah. So, so like I said, I had sleep paralysis forever. As soon as I met Rosie though, it started going away. Like I really didn't have anything. And once I moved out of my parents' house, it was pretty much gone. Like I hadn't had anything in a few years. And uh, I had like one at our house down in Catskill, but it was very mild. It was just like, I could chalk that one up to just like, maybe it was a bad dream. Maybe it was just what they tell you sleep paralysis is where your mind wakes up before your body. There was nothing like demonic about it. Um. Then in August of 2020, it happened on August 4th. Uh, this is like just one of those weird ass stories, man. So I got home from work and it was like four o'clock. And I got home, let the dog out. Again, there's like a couple different things that happen. I don't know if they're all related, but I went to let the dog out the back door. And as soon as I opened up the back door, I heard what I thought was like a shotgun blast go off. And I was like, the hell? And I looked up. And in our backyard, it was like we had a fence and then there was a sidewalk right on the other side of the fence, pretty major road. And there was a big telephone pole. And I looked up one of the breaker arms on the telephone pole just blew off. And it happened the second I opened the door and we lost power, Mm -hmm. lost power. My stepson, our, our older one, is just like freaking out. He was probably 10 at the time. He was so scared. He was like, and it was still daytime. It was still light outside. This is August, yeah, four o'clock in the afternoon. The house yeah. got a little dimmer, and he's like freaking out. Right. He's like, "We gotta, you know, you need to go buy a generator. You got to get all the stuff out." And he's like, "I'm like, dude, it'll. I'll call right. National Grid. We'll, we'll let them know." And me, of course, I'm like, "It's gonna be fun. Yeah, we'll light candles, and we'll do this." And there, and he's like, "No, hell no. That's not like pretty much. You know what I mean?" He was like, "No way, mom." This is not even funny. Like, you cannot joke about this. And I was like, what's wrong with this kid? You know what I mean? Like, and here I'm thinking, like, toughen up, you know, like when I was a kid, you know, and used to love this kind of stuff. You, you grew stories. up with candlelight. Like, they didn't. Okay. <laughs> easy <Sorry>. now. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so that happened. So it was like, all right, I called National Grid. They were like, okay. What was weird, though, is it only affected our house and the person right next door to us. All the other houses around still had power. That's all. So it was a little weird. But uh, so we went out, just went shopping. We got Chinese food and we drove around to like probably like 730 at night till our little guy fell asleep. We got back home. We ate. I put him up in his room. I put I carried the little guy upstairs, put him in bed. At the time, they had bunk beds. So mm-hmm. he was in there and went back downstairs. He's I got conked out for the night. Conked out. Um, I went, you know, before we left, I got all my camping stuff, my solar lanterns, candles, all that good shit. So the house was lit up pretty well. Mm-hmm. We ate dinner. He's still freaking out. Stepson is still like, just like, I don't want to be in here right now. I don't want to be. And it was weird when we were coming home, there was this like shady group of like kids walking. Remember? Yeah. They all had their shirts off and they just looked like hooligans. Yeah. And I was like, let's just wait until they pass by the house before we go in. Or were they all dressed in black? No, they they all had their shirts off. It was weird. Oh, I saw them all dressed in black. That's okay. weird. <laughs> okay. I saw at least one of them had their shirt off. Maybe. And I was like, who the fuck are these punks walking around? Yeah. And uh because we had like a gas station down the road a little bit. So we'd get weird kind of traffic sometimes. But I was like, let's just wait, because I there's no lights on in the house. I don't want to walk in and have these people go up. But 
kind of unrelated. Anyway, so we get in, we eat dinner. He's freaking the fuck out. He's just like, I'm not staying here tonight. And we're like, all right. I was like, just relax. I will get you your sleeping bag. You can sleep in our room with us. So finally settle him down. It's probably like maybe nine o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. I don't really remember, but I get everything set. Check on the little guy again. He's sound asleep still. Go in the room, get the older guy set up. You're sleeping already. Everything's good. Dog's good. Get in bed. And then I I, I don't know what happened. I just passed out. I, I never fall asleep. Like I'm up till two o'clock in the morning every night. I just, I never fall asleep. I don't know what time it was, but I just passed out. And then all of a sudden I woke up, no idea what time it is. And I hear my son in the other room, the little guy getting up. And I'm like, okay, he gets up all the time. It's not anything unusual. I hear him climbing off the bed. It's a bunk bed. So I hear it rattling. It's one of those metal ones. I hear it rattling. He's coming around. I hear him walking to his door. I hear the door open up. Now, mind you, I'm just laying in bed. I'm not getting up. There's no power in the house, whatever. I hear his feet hitting the wood floor in the hallway, and he comes over to our door. I hear our door open up, and he starts walking in, and I hear his fat little feet flapping on the carpet, and he <laughs> comes around my side of the bed, and like I said, Ghost, this was like a very normal thing. This happens... At that time, it happened every night. So this was nothing unusual at all. Mm -mm. I didn't move. I didn't get up. I was just like, all right, he's coming in. Comes over to my side of the bed, climbs on top of me, gets in between me and Rosie. As he's doing that, he's like kneeing me in the stomach, just making himself comfortable. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Now, the whole time I didn't look at him. And... It's weird. Like, I, it's just, I was awake. I was aware of everything going on. And then all of a sudden he starts kicking me mm -hmm. and I'm just laying there. I'm looking up at the ceiling and I feel him kicking me, like kicking my leg. And I'm like, all right. And he's, and he just keeps doing it. And then all of a sudden he's like pushing me, like, watch me. Covenant is cap. I was bred by the government. Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system. Had enough of it. Another sapien that's on the globe. Lost cold, looking for the direction, but don't nobody know. The only bit of insight that they ever sold me, I've been start to find out, doesn't really hold. Every highfalutin piece of shit hidden in a tie, high motives to align goals. Cheating on your wife, my ties at the ninth hole. Someone gotta die, they don't care, they itemize souls. Tit jobs from Botox to light bulbs, light bulbs in my head of where I might go. I'm on a tightrope, walking the edge. And I've been wondering if anyone loves me, shit And I've been wondering if anyone loves me, yeah Fuck And I've been wondering if, look I've been hopping down this rabbit hole for quite some time To find lines that connect through to all their lies They normalize a real life poltergeist To trust Pfizer with a remedy to make you right The thought's sick I take a chance and roll my dice Because something in my stomach isn't sitting right I want a soul search, find a place to bring in light But I can't cause Fuck I'm bad shit, what you read in the covenant It's cap, you were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it, we bad shit What we read in the covenant It's cap, we were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it I want the power to shake shit and shift shape Tap into pineal eye without a mistake We have the power to live right and get straight But they found a way to remove this, they bitch made Hey, keep on calcifying glands with your flow ride While I flow ride the valor of rhyme I'm flying high by the seat of my pants A beat speaking to me, know I'm talking back every chance Hoping one day I make it overseas or to France But in the northwest I trip without a traveling band, yeah 
And that's word to my cat plug I'm higher than giraffe puss Look what the cat drug in Now I'm scribbling this rap in the bathtub At midnight I don't fill it up with the tap cup Soaking in my cannabis suds Anything for a buzz Reclaim my residue inside of a dab jug Peel through a fat stash Burning the last snug I picture this dimension I don't want to come back from But here I am still stuck in the bathtub My brain fried but honestly I'm fine I'd rather not have one I'm batshit I'm fucking bad shit, and it's your fucking fault. It's their fault. Straight up. I'm done. I'm bad shit, what you read in the covenant. It's cap. You were fed by the government. Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system. Had enough of it. Enough of it. Enough of it. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc